How is it going, everybody? This is Sean Barnes. I want to welcome you to episode 16 of The Way of the Wolf. On the show today, I'm going to be talking about reading people. This is something that in recent years, I've put more of a concerted effort in better understanding how to read people. I think as we grow up and early in our professional careers and through high school and college, things like that, we start to kind of learn how to read people. But a lot of times there's subtle little cues and things that people do that we don't really pick up on or pay attention to or fully understand what they mean. So my hope today is that as I talk through kind of a, a myriad of topics that it's able to help some of you better understand and maybe even kind of flash back to other conversations you've had with people and get a better sense of what was actually going on in that person's head. This is extremely helpful for us, not only in our professional careers, but also in our personal lives, whether that's friends, family, meeting new people on vacation, whatever that may be. Having the ability to understand what's going on in someone's head is extremely valuable and also helps ensure that you're not unintentionally making someone uncomfortable. I mean, I would imagine none of us really want to do that. One of the most challenging times to read a person is during that very first meeting or interaction. We are bombarded with a massive amount of information whenever you first meet a person. And when I say information, I'm talking about how are they groomed? How are they dressed? What is their body language like? What type of shoes do they have on? There's a lot of information that we quickly size someone up with. This happens in fractions of a second to seconds. We don't even realize that it's happening at first. But those, those following seconds and minutes are really spent validating that initial first impression. That's why people talk about the importance of first impressions. You only get one, one chance to make that, that first impression. So appearance, how you take care of yourself, grooming, all of these things kind of play into this. As you get to know somebody over time, it make, it's much easier for you to read that person because you understand who they are, if they maybe have subtle little ticks or, or maybe they just have a nervous tap with their leg. That, that's just who they are. Whereas if it's the first time you meet them, you may think, well, why is this person nervous? So as you get to know somebody over time, it becomes easier and easier for you to read that person. I probably don't have to explain that, but felt it was worth mentioning here on the front end. So I have some stats here that I want to talk through. Some studies have shown that 55% of communication actually occurs through body language. Seems like a high percentage, but I think there's some validity to it. And as we talk through these things today, you'll, you'll probably pick up on it as well. 38% comes from the tone of someone's voice, and only 7% comes from what people are actually saying. That's a huge disparity. You wouldn't imagine that when it comes to communication, only 7% comes from what people are saying. Other studies actually talk about 60 to 70% of communication coming from a vibe that you get from people. And when we think about vibe, hopefully today, all of the things that I'm going to discuss will kind of mesh and meld together to help you understand what that vibe is. So... Uh, finally, I've already touched on it, but appearance plays a big role in, in communication, not necessarily with the communication, but helping you understand 
who a person is. Like I said, if someone is, is groomed well, dressed well, that could be an indicator that they are very meticulous and focused and intentional with all of the things that they do. So really, the focus today is to raise awareness on, on how to better read people. We'll talk through facial expressions, verbal cues, and, and finally, body language. So let's delve right in. I want to start off with eye contact. This is such a big one. And when you're having a face-to-face conversation with someone, it's a little bit different when we talk about virtual meetings, but a face-to-face conversation with someone, if they are making direct eye contact with you and leaning forward, that is an indicator of them being engaged and interested in what you have to say. They're focused on you and the message that you are delivering. If you're close enough to tell and you can see if their pupils are actually dilated, that is that is favorable. That is an indicator of high cognitive effort. They are, are intently listening. They want to know more. They want to hear what you have to say. These are all good things. Conversely, looking away can be an indicator of a lack of interest or boredom, possibly deceit, all things to to consider. I'm sure y'all have probably seen this before. That's probably a no-brainer, but it is also something that I I wanted to discuss. Finally, when it comes to eye movement, we look at at blinking. If somebody is is blinking rapidly or, or a lot or abnormally, that could be a sign that maybe they're stressed, possibly an element of, of deceit or not wanting to talk to you about something. So definitely something to watch out for there. Also with the eyes, we've got eyebrows. There's a handful of emotions that kind of will elicit a response of, of raising your eyebrows. Usually that's, that's surprise, worry, fear, th- things like that. So if you're having a conversation and, and for you, you think this is just a kind of subtle little conversation talking about some random topic, but somebody's eyes move up, you may want to cue in and think about, well, wait, what did I just say to make this person uncomfortable? Or what did I just say to to, to surprise this person? Smiling. Smiling, obviously, people, if they're having a good time or laughing or enjoying themselves, that's kind of an easy one to tell. However, You can also see people smile with just their mouth only and not their face and eyes. When you see this, usually you can tell, okay, well, wait a second, that's kind of a fake smile. That's the first thing that comes to mind whenever I I talk through this. Uh, You know, potentially this person could be hiding what they're thinking or, or just maybe they're just uncomfortable with the topic and they're just kind of smiling to, uh, to like move things along. When it comes to first interactions, if someone is warm and open to meeting with you, they're going to face you, likely make eye contact, unless they're kind of a nervous person or shy, uh, but more than likely they're going to face you and make eye contact. That's kind of an indicator that they, they want to continue having a, a conversation and kind of the initial introductions. If someone, if you're meeting someone new and they look away or they immediately start looking around, that's kind of their subconscious looking for an escape. So if you walk up to someone new and, and you see that or pick up on that, you know, no need to make them uncomfortable. Just go ahead and, you know, hey, have a good day and, and send them on their way. Do your own thing. 
If we look at chin and jaw, this can be tricky if you've got kind of, I know beards are very popular these days with men, but you can still usually see somebody's jaw movement, especially if they're clenching their teeth, kind of, uh, they're probably stressed or, or uh, maybe some element of discomfort or frustration, something like that. And then likewise, if you see somebody talking and, and kind of rubbing their chin or, or looking away, that's, that's an indicator of deep thought or maybe thinking through uh, a decision, maybe in the conversation that you're having. If you see somebody frequently nodding, normally that's kind of a sign of agreeance. However, if, if it starts to feel a bit exaggerated, like they're nodding on every single thing you do, eh, that could mean maybe they're a little bit nervous. Maybe they're seeking your approval for something. So something to watch out for there. So when we talk through the verbal aspect of communication and being able to read people, it's important that you listen to what people say, especially in a first meeting with someone. If they talk positive about the great people around them and the great things that they do, it's likely that they have a positive mindset and, and really try to focus on, on the good side of things, always finding that silver lining. It may, may mean you want to kind of attach yourself to that person or spend more time with that person. If they start talking about others around them or other people that they know being manipulative or backstabbing, it's possible that they could exhibit some of those traits themselves. So, so something to watch out for on that side. So something, there's something else here. There's, there's something called paralanguage, which is basically the tone and pitch and manner of speaking that, are, that a person, whenever they're having a conversation with you, if they are very monotone, they're likely not very attached, probably not engaged or, or caring about what you have to say or in the conversation. If, if someone has a little bit of an inflection or higher pitch in their voice, they're probably more excited or more engaged in the conversation. And so it's important for you to pay attention to the emphasis of the words and really the tone and pitch of people. So let's pivot a little bit towards body language. Posturing is something that, that is very important, how people carry themselves. If you see somebody walking upright with their shoulders back, indication of, of confidence and, and knowing what they talk about or, or what they do or f just feeling confident in themselves. If you see somebody that, that is, is slouching, looking down all the time, won't make eye contact, it could be an indicator of low self-esteem, possibly not that confidence, that, that confident in themselves. If your intent is to help people out, help them be a better version of themselves, help them build that confidence, pick up on that and try to figure out what do you think could be causing that and help guide them down, down the right path. We look at handshakes. This is something that's so, so important. If you're meeting someone new or just anytime you, you walk up and, and shake someone's hand, if, if you reach out and kind of just grab a, a wet noodle, as my grandmother used to say, it could be an indicator that person is, is gentle, soft, or a pushover, something like that. On the other end of the spectrum, if someone grabs your hand and just tries to crush it, they could be very domineering or maybe just a, a lumberjack, I, I, I don't know. The duration of a handshake also kind of plays a role. If, 
if you shake someone's hand for too long, it can kind of get a little bit weird. So I want to try to avoid that. If it's too short, that could be an indicator of some sort of conflict or maybe they just are not engaged or don't want to have a conversation with you or don't want to be around you. It's just they're just being polite, shake your hand and, and, then, and then move on. So growing up, I was always taught have a solid, firm handshake, make eye contact, and that will kind of exude confidence and respect. If someone's leaning in, obviously they're probably interested in what you have to say or you as an, as an individual. It also shows, shows trust and respect and that they value what you have to say. If someone's leaning back, maybe they're tired of the conversation. Maybe they're uncomfortable. Maybe they just want to move on and, and talk about something else. So in my research, I, I came across something that I did find interesting. I haven't gone through and validated it, but I may go find some online pictures and, and see this, see if there's any validity to this. But it talks to happy moms or mothers whenever they're holding their baby. The topic is, is holding the baby. And it talks through happy moms have a tendency to hold their babies in, in their left hand. And if they're stressed or depressed, holding it in their right hands. Now, this is something that I have not personally paid attention to, but I will start doing a little bit of poking around and, and, and looking at pictures online and paying closer attention to these types of actions with, with friends and family and just kind of people that I interact with. Again, I never experienced it myself, but felt maybe worth mentioning. If someone has their arms and legs crossed, those are usually physical barriers to kind of protect themselves from what whatever it is you have to say. They're not open to, to what you have to say. They're blocked off. And then also looking at the direction of someone's feet. If they're facing you, eh, they probably like you. They probably like what you have to say. If, if they're facing the door, they've probably had enough and just want out. They want out of the conversation. I know I mentioned shoes earlier. They're actually more important than you might think. It, I think people that have nice, new, clean shoes, uh, very meticulous in nature, care about fashion and, and the things that they're wearing. If you see people that are wearing more practical shoes, they may be more amicable. And then some sometimes... <laughs> People wearing ankle boots have a tendency to be a little bit more aggressive. Now, th these are not absolutes, so for those of you listening, please don't get all fired up. And, well, I, I wear ankle boots, and I'm not aggressive. Yeah, so let's just kind of avoid that. <laughs> Overall, your appearance kind of speaks volumes about who you are as a person. If you're well-groomed, your clothes are pressed, you have attention to style, you may be more detail-oriented. If you have a casual wardrobe, always walk around with bedhead, maybe, maybe you're more of a creative individual. Or maybe you're just messy. And that could be a thing too. If you're ever having a conversation with somebody and you start to pick up on the fact that they're they're copying your body language, it you may not have ever noticed it. But when people like what you say, like what you do, they have a tendency to want to try to harmonize with you. If the conversation is going well, they're receptive to your message. That's probably what's going on here. And this is usually done unconsciously. People aren't 
like trying to copy other people, but if they like what you say, like what you have, like what you're bringing to the table, they'll, they'll try to start emulating and, and kind of having similar mannerisms to you. I think overall, when we think through all of these things that, that I've talked through today, some people are, are really good at reading other people. This kind of plays into certain personality types as well. If you've got someone like myself who's a C, very conscientious and analytical, I'm going to pay attention to details. That's just who I am. <laughs> Funnily enough, for me, a turning point was whenever I started to view people as, this is going to sound odd, viewing people and interactions with them as data sets. I can take all of this information that I've just covered and kind of pull it all together and, and then form a picture and a better understanding about a person based on the, quote, data that I'm looking at. Certain personality types don't really pay attention or have a tendency to not pay as much attention to details. Your D's, your I's, they may struggle with this because it doesn't come easy to them as far as the, the attention to detail. And so they might have to put in a little bit more effort into how to better read people. This is especially challenging in the virtual world that we live in today. Usually we just have a camera, we can see somebody's facial expressions, maybe their shoulders, not always. It can be tricky. Like obviously you can't see somebody's feet. You can't see if somebody's legs are crossed. So you have to pay that much more attention to the information that you do have when you're looking at somebody. You can see if like what's going on with their facial expressions and hear the tone in their voice. So, so focus in on those things that, that you can see and pay attention to. One of the things that I coach some people on is what, what I like to call straight face. When you're meeting new people, having conversations, or in meetings, I think it's important for you to be aware of the fact that while now you may be able to read people, others can very easily read you as well. And you may not always want to show your cards. This is especially important in business deals, transactions, things like that. You want to you want to be able to actually have a straight face as much as possible. I was talking about raising your eyebrows earlier. Being aware of your facial expressions, inflection in your tone of voice, things like that. Other people can read it and you can kind of give things away. So if you... If you struggle with this, maybe an exercise that I like to do is have people kind of set up their cell phone if they're on a Zoom meeting or something like that and actually just record themselves and then go back and watch that recording at a later date or after the call. <laughs> it might be a, an eye-opening event for you. You may not realize how much emotion you show. So something to consider and, and practice. I'm going to transition a little bit over to, well, I'm actually just going to transition over to a question from a listener. This is actually from one of my early podcasts where I talked about finding your passion. And, you know, I, I talked through a few different things on, on that show, but really what it comes down to, if you don't know what your passion is, how do you find that passion? 
you do stuff. You go out and try new things. Go out and meet new people. Now, this requires you to get out of your bubble. We are all creatures of habit by nature. But if you don't have something that you are insanely passionate about, I highly, highly recommend that you find your passion. Go out, try new things, whether that's work or art or hiking or kayaking or mountain bike, whatever it may be, go out, try new things. A lot of times we, we just want to live in our little bubble, do our little thing. And while that can be good, if you don't have a passion and a purpose in life, start trying a whole bunch of new things. You may find that you have a new passion and you're able to actually blend that in with something else that you have going on in your life. I had the opportunity to interview a few different people on the show recently. Scott and Henry both talked about blending aspects of, of health and fitness, and they actually made careers out of them. They opened incredible gyms, and I think it was Henry that made the comment, I've never had to work a day in my life. Maybe it was Scott or both. But there's definitely something to that. There is going to be trial and error in, in this process. There's going to be wins and losses through this process. But as you start trying new things, pay attention to how you feel. Pay attention to how you feel when you're doing these new things. And when you find something new and you feel, you feel it click and you feel yourself, chase it, follow it, make that your new path. You're the only person that can determine your path. This is something that, that it, it's, I cannot talk enough about how important it is to find your passion in life and follow your passion. I want to take a moment to thank all of the listeners. I truly value all of you that are listening to the show, sending me feedback, sending me messages, asking questions. All of these things help me know that the content that I'm creating is helpful for all of you. I would ask if you found value in this show or any of the others, please like and subscribe and share. I'm trying to get to uh, a certain goal on YouTube, I'm trying to get to 100 subscribers. Once I do, I can have my own URL, so youtube.com backslash the way of the wolf. So if you, can, if you can share and like and subscribe, that would really help me out. Please feel free to reach out to me anytime at sean at thewaythewolf.com, and y'all have a good one.